We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Sean Davis here for LakersNation.com. You're home for everything Lakers. Happy Wednesday, uh, September 13th. I want to say we are now only 24 days away from Lakers basketball being back. Can't wait for uh, preseason action to get started here in just a few weeks. Uh, I want to welcome you all on in, all in from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Welcome in. I am alive. I made it. I did not fall asleep, so I, I took the sleepy uh, part of my name. So. There we go. I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to live down uh, the tragedy that happened during Summer League. So I'm never going to live that down. So that is that is my fault. Uh, where's Trevor? Is he okay? Trevor is okay. Trevor is on vacation. He's enjoying some family time before we power back up for the start of the NBA season. But we still are going to have a, a ton of fun here tonight. The last show we did Monday night was a ton of fun. Got to dive into a ton of uh, different topics and subjects. Got to break out the whiteboard a few times and dive into some NBA schemes. But um, we're going to have a ton of fun tonight. And, you know, why not just have Mr. Fun himself join me? So joining me on stage right now is Matthew Optimus Peralta. Uh, thank you for the intro. Love that for go. me. Yeah. Um yeah, well, Papa Trevor's away again, so the boys get to have fun. So yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah, that, uh, Dad's not here, so let's uh, make sure that we have our fun, but clean up the mess while he's gone. Well, before uh, he gets back. are are we really gonna clean up the mess though? Uh no, you're probably right. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave for him to clean up. That's correct. Oh man, but Matt, how are you doing tonight, man? Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, man, dude, I'm good. Um, still a little bummed about the whole Team USA thing um admittedly but we are i think trevor posted it today or yesterday it was like 24 23 days left until the regular season so our basketball so i'm i'm pretty stoked i'm getting excited yeah i'm getting excited too what's like the biggest thing that you're most excited to see well it will be lakers preseason but still is basketball at least um i'm excited for damian lillard trade saga to end same for james harden um, if neither of those guys get traded this season, I'm I'm I can't do another summer of it, dude. 
Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, as far as Lakers basketball goes, um, I'm really excited to see how all the new role players can uh, fit. I'm excited to see uh, year three Austin Reeves um, coming off Team USA and his stint. So those are definitely the first two things I'm looking at. Um, Matt, I guess you have an apology to make, maybe? Maybe you can explain this. TK says, Matt, can we get, oh, my bad, relationship analogy, analogy. with the reaction to Team USA getting fourth? Uh, with the reaction. Um, well, I think for me, Team USA is the, the they're kind of like the guy that's really confident in themselves and and thinks that they're going to get any girl that they want or any person that they want. And then when they decide not to try as hard and not send and not give out their best, they ended up being being disappointed and finishing fourth. So that that's that's where I'm at right now. How many guys were competing for said girl? <laughs> I have no idea, dude, but we came in fourth, so uh, German, <laughs> ger- the Germans won her this time. Oh, man, that that's awesome. Um, Let's see. Gabriel with a super chest says, I'm slightly concerned about POA, uh, about point of attack defense. What do you think Max Max's defensive ceiling is for this season, and what do you project for his career? I'm assuming Ooh. we're talking Max Christie, but that's a really good question, and I'll kick over to Matt to start. I haven't really thought about the point of attack defense specifically quite yet. Um, I'm still pretty um, confident in Vanderbilt being able to handle that responsibility, depending on who the team's playing. Um, I mean, there's a good point guard slash guard every single night, really, in the NBA nowadays. But um, I'm still confident in Jared Vanderbilt, but specifically the Max Christie. Um, I think the upside's there, man. Um, I loved what I saw from Summer League. Um, obviously, the caveat being it's Summer League competition and talent, but... Uh, you can just tell when a guy is way better than the rest of the competition, and Max definitely looked look like he didn't belong there after the first game. So um, I think that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Darwin throws him out there just kind of as to switch things up a little bit and, and give teams a different look. Um, as far as the rest of his career, I think he is going to be a very, very good NBA defender. Um, we've already seen the change in his bodies, put on some muscle, put on some weight. Um, I think that's going to help a lot. And as he continues to grow into that body and, and gets more experience under his belt, I think he'll just get better and better. So I'm pretty high on Max long term. Yeah, um, uh, probably one of my better takes and. In- I mean, I guess that means I've had a lot of good ones and being right about Max Christie is one of your better takes. Um, but no, I, I think Max is going to be really, really good. I'm, I understand the, the point of attack concerns, but like, I'm not worried about it yet. I would kind of need to see it get exposed first before I kind of get worried about it. Um, but like, if you're facing a Denver Nuggets team, okay, I kind of have some concerns about it because Vandal right now just isn't a good enough screen navigator, but uh as maybe we'll talk about a little bit in this video and I'll talk about on the upcoming pod. I, I think the Lakers like defensive schemes with Christian Wood actually uh, will, will, will maybe be able to balance some of the troubles that we might see from their screen navigation. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the talk recently since the Christian Wood signing has just been about the offensive end. Um, I think we've kind of glanced over or skipped over the defensive end. So um, I definitely do think that there are some different things the Lakers can try this year, given the personnel that they have now. Um, so yeah, I'm again, I'm super excited because um, theoretically this team should be really, really good, right? Like I, I think they're a legitimate contender. I think they're pretty deep. I think they've got the talent to, to advance pretty far in the playoffs again. So um, I'm really interested to see like how things play out in the early part of the regular season. How many rotation players does this Lakers team have? I mean, off the bat, I think you can name 10, right? 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, AD, LeBron, Reeves, D'Angelo, uh, Rui, that's like five already, right? Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, six. Christian Wood, seven. Gabe Vincent, eight. Torian Prince, nine. Jackson Hayes, probably 10. Um, Max, 11. Um, and then I think this is kind of the part of the roster where you have to kind of maybe squint your Cam eyes Reddish. and see. Yeah, Cam Reddish is exactly the guy I was thinking of. Like, eh, maybe. Um, who else am I missing here? Um, the two rookies. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Hutchifino and Maxwell Lewis. Yep, that's. I don't think. I think those guys are going to be spending a ton of time in the G League this year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I think I rattled off eleven dudes. Um, pretty darn good, if you ask me. I think last year at the beginning of the season, do you remember how many rotation I've... players we had? Probably. Braun, AD, Russ, Reeves. But like, if you remember, Reeves played like 15 minutes the first Came game. Came off the bench. Year. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, starting off with 10, 11 guys off the bat, pretty darn good. Compared to four, maybe five. Like you, you have to kind of reach to get to a fifth one. Mm-hmm. Who's the fifth? Um, Pat Beck. Pat, maybe. Troy Brown. Lonnie was good in the first half of the year. Okay, so maybe you get to live, but all those players are like halves. So we're at five and a half player. See, you gotta like talk yourself into them, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm confident in like the first eleven dudes I, I rattled off for sure. If Cam Reddish ends up being good, great. If any of the rookies end up playing surprising minutes, cool. But if you told me the Lakers have ten to eleven guys off the bat, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. Uh, Nurse Super Chat here says, Ooh. what do you think our second unit rotation will be? Well, at first, I think you kind of have to figure out what your starting five is. Yeah. So, are you team Vando or are you team start Ruri or team start Christian Wood and go two bigs? Yeah, this is the tough one, man. Like, I, I have bounced back and forth between Ruri and, Jan- and Vanderbilt personally. Um, so th- this there's like my ideal starting five for the Lakers, right? And then there is what I think is going to happen. Um, there's just been a lot of smoke about Christian Wood starting next to Anthony Davis. So um, I think that's probably the most likely outcome as far as like we know right now. But if I had it my way specifically, um, it would definitely be AD LeBron Reeves and D'Lo for sure. That fifth spot between Rui and Vando. Um, I'm going to lead Vando because I think the offensive part is pretty covered by everyone else. And I'd want some defensive versatility in that front court, not to say Rui's a bad defender by any stretch, but Vando, I think you can throw out more, like more different kinds of players. So then with that being said, my, my second unit would be Christian Wood for sure. Uh, Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Rui. Um, and then now you're kind of fighting for that fifth spot. Right. Um, I think I'd probably arguably throw Max in there personally. So I'll probably go with that. Yeah, I agree with both lineups. Um, I just think personally, when we're talking about Jaron Vanderbilt, who's entering a contract year, you're going to have to make a decision if you want to pay him or not. Um, it would be kind of a waste of his skill set to bring him off the bench. Honestly, Great. on both ends of the floor, because offensively, let's put him next to as many playmakers as possible. They could create stuff for him. And you have that in Braun, uh, D'Lo and Austin, the starting five. And then defensively throw him on the best player. Like let's say we're playing, we're playing Phoenix the second eye of the year. You bring him off the bench or bring him off the bench to guard who you don't want an Abe <laughs> as opposed to fully maximizing him and throwing him on 
Kevin Durant, for example. So uh, I don't know. I, I think it just makes the most sense to fully maximize Bando by starting him. And nobody's saying you have to play him 30 minutes and have him close the game out. He can play, I think in all of my rotation builds, he's only cracked like 20 minutes, maybe even one. So like have him start and then in the crunch time, it'll be Rui or it'll be Torian and, or something like that. Or both big LeBron and 80 together. So just because he starts doesn't mean he has to end the game necessarily. No, I agree. Um, I think Vando, I also penciled in for about, you know, 20-ish minutes. And that's probably even on the high end, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, if I could have it, you know, the more I think about it, though, the more I'm intrigued with the idea of Gabe Vincent starting over D'Lo and bringing D'Lo off the bench, actually. Um, hmm. Just to kind of stagger Reeves and D'Lo as primary ball handlers. Because um, I know Gabe Vincent can do it as well, but I definitely view him more as a combo guard um, and a floor spacer and just kind of a ball mover. So... You know, because I think I think Delo's at his best when he has the ball in his hands more often than not. And so, if I could stagger him out of the starting lineup, because I know LeBron and Reeves will probably dominate a lot of that time, I think that would be the most optimal or efficient Lakers lineup or rotation. But I, knowing Darvin Ham, I think he's going to start Delo first. One of the things we talked about on Monday show with D'Angelo Russell was he's got to get back to being D'Angelo Russell on pull-ups because yep, with the Lakers last year he only shot. 32% from three on pull-ups and like in Minnesota it was close to like 37, maybe 38% because there was a lot of frustration about how Darwin was utilizing D'Lo as an off-ball dude. But it's like if I'm Darwin and D'Lo shooting almost 40% on catch-and-shoot threes and 32% on pull-ups, yeah, I'm going to use him as a catch-and-shoot dude if he's not hitting his pull-ups. But it'll open up back up part of his game and uh, hopefully it can be more effective and he'll be great in the Lakers offense next year. Super, super. What, what do you think about him off the bench, though? As a potential I think that's option. A play, I think that's a playoff move. You think I, don't so? see it hap- I don't see it happening during the regular season unless he gets hurt. And Gabe Benson just comes in and balls out. Yeah, I, I think that's a legit training camp battle, to be honest with you. Um, okay. they, yeah. they, 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 I mean, Gabe Vincent was their highest free agency signing, right? Like the highest paid dude. Yeah, um, that dude's gonna play. So I, sure. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I legitimately think that's the one spot in training camp people have to look out at. I think that it's Delo's job to lose, but like if he loses it, then like you get what I'm saying. Like Gabe yeah, could D- steal it, sure, but like I think it's Delo's job to lose. Uh, agree. I mean, he's got the tenure with the team for sure. So yeah, uh, Robert says that Bando definitely has to start if Delo's starting. If Austin, yes, he has to. It just makes so much sense, and Delo. I don't know what he shot on off-screen stuff. Like, you can utilize Vando as an off-ball screener. Please do that this year, Darwin. I don't want to watch teams not guard Vando, and we don't have a way to attack that this year. Please. Yeah, dude, Vando would – would I? you know, a lot of people have been talking about his three-point shooting and, like, from the corners especially, which I know is, like, obviously going to be, like, the biggest thing to his offensive game. But, like, for me, yeah. like, I think every front court dude should have some sort of floater in the bag. Um yeah. Like here's a good one. Maybe like, just like if, a push shot. Like yeah, like a like a push shot, and that's exactly what I was gonna bring up. Was that if you gave Vando like Brandon Clark's floater, dude would be so 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 good. Yeah. Uh, Matt's burner account, Tam the pessimist. Yeah. Uh, been badly sick for a couple of days now, and everything from Lakers Nation, especially your own release content, Sean's been helping me getting by. Well, Tam, hope you're feeling better, bro, and appreciate the uh the kind words. Look at you. 
Uh, <laughs> T says, what are your thoughts on the new load management rule? How would it affect the Lakers? First off, I think it's really, really interesting that we're conning this as the LeBron James rule, where if I recall correctly, like the the uh, load management thing, where like the age requirement or whatever. Uh, I think Steph also is he applies to it. So I don't know. That's kind of weird. But Matt, what are your uh, thoughts on the new rule? Dude, yeah, I I think it's a super interesting wrinkle to the regular season. Um, I think as a fan, I understand what the NBA is doing. And again, for like my pure entertainment, I think it's great. Like I would like to see the best players play more often than not. Because um, don't get me wrong, like I have also been annoyed when teams decide to like arbitrarily rest players on nationally televised games, like games that you're probably looking forward to watching, right? Yeah um so from that perspective i totally get it and i like it but i do kind of just wonder like what happens if like you've got multiple so like the rule for anyone that doesn't know is that um multiple star like there's a penalty for resting star players um in nationally televised game as well as resting multiple stars in the same regular season game um stars being defined as uh, a player that's made an all NBA team or an all-star team in the past three seasons. So with that context, right? Like, I'm just kind of curious, like what happens if both of your star players are coming back from injury um, or they just legitimately like are ailing, like, and it's yeah. a nationally televised game or a regular season game. Like what does the NBA do? Like what kind of line does that look like? Are you still going to find teams for it? So I can definitely imagine there being several scenarios where like that comes up and, it's just going to be interesting to see how the league deals with it. Because like, I don't know if you saw the list yet, Sean, but there's like half the teams that qualify for having multiple stars. Yeah. On the criteria. Like Mike Conley is a star, which it's... I think Ben Simmons is also considered one. still. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those kinds of dudes, like what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I, I think I talked about this a little bit on Monday show. But I think it's kind of like a little bit drastic and I'm not quite sure if it's completely thought out. But like to your same like point, I get why they're doing it as a fan. Like if I'm not going to watch, was it like Denver and Philly last year where he did the MVP race or something along those lines? Yeah, Jokic And Jokic sat. Like, okay, I'm not going to watch that. But if Mm -hmm. he did the MVP race, it's a random night. Lakers are off and it's Denver, Philly. And Jokic and Beater playing, okay, I might I might turn that game on. So money-wise, like viewership-wise, yeah, if I'm the NBA, I want to do it. As a fan, I kind of want that. But I don't know if it's completely thought out, and I think it's a little drastic. I mean, I understand, too, from like just the – you brought up the money point, right? Like they're going to be entering their new TV deal soon. Yeah. Oh, that's so, also the point. Yeah, so the league is going to be looking to have like the marquee players in all the big games ahead of that as much as possible. And, you know, like fans have obviously grumbled like buying tickets and not seeing star players will play on the road because it's like the middle of like January. Right. So, again, like I understand like the, the league is trying to protect the fan experience and make it more enjoyable to watch games and have stuff to look forward to. But from like the NBA team perspective, like I, I just think it's going to be a little bit difficult. And, dude, I would not be surprised if like some of these like rich owners decide to let's just like, you know what? Now you go ahead and find me like we're still going to sit our guys like yeah. I, I bet that'll happen at least once. Well, you know, when, when we're talking about tickets or whatever, you don't want you don't want to like buy your tickets way in advance and 
LeBron James misses out with game time. You can get tickets at the last minute so that buying tickets to Lakers games won't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I don't know why I'm out of breath right now. Uh, what are some of the things? Well, crap. Uh, first off, they have flashy deals and last minute tickets, easy to find and and just buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I love the fact that you can kind of see the image of where you'll be sitting at and the view you'll get before you get to the arena. Um, game time is the place for last ticket deals, last minute ticket deals, and forget planning months in advance. Game time is deals on tickets right after the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, co- uh, concerts, comedy theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference, Matt. Not even 100%, 110%. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LakersNation. Let me pull the banner up. Use code, uh, promo code LakersNation for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. And redeem code Lakers Nation for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's a bad ad read. I am so ashamed of myself. That is clapping. Hey, man. I, I It's hard. I, it's hard. Um, I had to do a couple reads for when we did fantasy football a couple years ago, and I messed up so many times. So I, I'm impressed. You got through it. Yeah, um, that was like Matt's like he just threw me a lob, so I guess I got excited, so I was super out of breath. For, like, you have to warn me. Seconds. You have to tell me before we do these streams that that's the <laughs> ad for today. Like I that was actually so for anyone listening or watching, that was completely inadvertent. Yeah, I was I was hoping something like that happened. I was either gonna use the super chat or something Matt said, or I was just gonna say like. Oh, you know what is also really, really cool? How you can use game time. Or I'm sure Trevor will be listening back to this and be so proud of you, Sean. There we go. Uh, let's see what else we got here in the chat. Um, Super chat from German says, Anthony Davis is a power forward. Insert the Incredibles. <laughs> Bob me. Nice. Love it. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about the whole AD playing power forward versus center thing? I don't really okay like Anthony Davis I think you can make a legitimate argument is at his personal best when he's the four in air quotes because like we're talking about Anthony Davis as the four with this team we're probably talking about him playing next to like Christian Wood where in all honesty Anthony Davis will still be like the five at least on defense will probably be more defending fives or maybe you can have Christian Wood guard a five and have AD play weak side so I mean I think both options are potentially plausible but um, it's been like proven consistently that in Anthony Davis's tenure as a Laker, the Lakers are considerably better with 80 as a five as compared to him being a four. Now the continued argument is, well, he's never played with the real center or whatever. I don't buy the argument because everybody was begging for JaVale McGee to come back like a week and a half ago. And now he's not a real center. Um, it's just the increased floor spacing, the increased versatility you have, honestly, on both ends of the floor. And that's why they've been better with him as a five. So I get why he might want to be a four. 
And maybe you can argue that him being a four will allow him to get back to the self-creation that we haven't seen since the year he was basically a four, the title year. Um, but it's just proven he's Lakers have been better as a five. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I have like two immediate thoughts. Like my first one is like, dude, who really cares? Like it's the regular season. Like if yeah. Anthony Davis wants to play power forward, have at it. Because like when it comes down to the playoffs, he's going to be playing center. He's going to be a five. Yeah. Yeah. So like to me, it does not matter. And then here's the second thing. And I think this is the point that maybe gets lost a little bit is like when you play like the Nikola Jokic's and Joel Embiid's and just any other center might be leaving off this list. That's like really good offensively. Anthony Davis is going to end up guarding them, right? Yeah, you're not going to put Jackson Hayes on Anthony or, Davis. I mean, on uh, Nikola Jokic. Or Christian Wood. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can understand, like, you know, like how Darwin was doing the whole, like, let Anthony Davis guard Aaron Gordon and let, like, you know, Rui or, yeah, some, or LeBron sure. guard the center just so he can play more weak side. Like, I understand that argument, but I think at the end of the day, like, AD is going to be at center when the games matter the most. If he wants to preserve himself for the regular season and not have to guard, you know, the bruising centers every single night, like, sure, that's totally fine. But when I think about the whole, like, power forward versus center thing, I think personally he is definitely at his best at five, and that is where the Lakers will play him when the games matter the most. So when it comes to the regular season, I just do not care. Yeah, that's a good point. What's also a good point is BlackRod saying that game time is nice. Yeah, it is. I downloaded it earlier. Going to try to get tickets to uh, Bengals game coming up. So, yeah. Yeah, the zero Bengals. Bengals. The uh, highest paid quarterback through for 84 yards Bengals can never, yeah. be, can never be better than uh, Justin Herbert. You see he the, also uh, zero one in Chargers. Fair. The Rams look nice. I'm happy for you. Dude, this is just house money, dude. I I was 1,000. If they wanted to tank for Caleb Williams, I would have been super on board, would there, not have yeah. minded. But I think that ship has sailed. He's going to be a Cardinal if he doesn't go back to college. Um, Sorry, football talk. I, I would go back to college. Yeah, dude, I would not want to go to Arizona. But anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, the Chargers looked good. He just ran into a buzzsaw in the Dolphins offense. So, Oh, man. Uh, Super Chat here says, I think Christian Wood's min- uh, getting minutes creates a situation where Prince will play backup shooting guard and push Max Christie out of the rotation. Thoughts? Uh, I think Jackson Hayes is the one that gets squeezed. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I view Torian Prince as a three. So three I'm kind of confused where, work. like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really think Christian Wood kind of affects Torian Prince's minutes. I do have a, a rotation build on the way, though. So we'll, we'll definitely see uh, whose minutes get squeezed. But so far, on like the little mock draft rotation builds I've done, it, it's definitely uh, Jackson Hayes has gotten next. I think I was able to squeeze like max at around 18 minutes. Torian, Vando, both near 20 and Ruby like above 20 somehow. I think Vando and so... I think Jovan actually did this on his article for The Athletic. Um, and I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? I think I agree with a lot of this. Um, he was, for anyone that hasn't read it, you should go check it out. I think it's a good, you know, primer for like what the rotation could look like. But um, I think that thinking about the front court situation, because we went from not having many front court players to having a lot of versatility in it now. Yeah. You know, AD, LeBron, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes, uh, Rui. 
uh, Vando, Torian Prince, you know, like there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching that Darvin Ham's going to have to figure out. But I think the guys I can confidently pencil in for front court minutes are going to be AD, Christian Wood, LeBron, and Rui. Yeah. Like, I, I think those guys are set. And then I think you can even make an argument. I think Torian Prince will play quite a bit just because of his corner three-point shooting and defense. So I'll throw him in there yeah. too. So then that's why I get stuck between Vando and Jackson Hayes getting squeezed on most nights because, you know, we, we talked about starting Vando, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play a ton of minutes. Yeah. Um, and then Jackson Hayes to me, now that Christian Wood is being penciled in as like a starter slash key rotation guy. Like, I just think like, where are the minutes for him? Because he can only play center. Yeah. If you want Anthony Davis to play some center in the regular season still, and you're going to have Christian Wood. I just I just don't know where the minutes come from for him. So I I think those two are the ones that are most likely to get squeezed, but we'll just have to see, I guess. And, yeah, I just checked my, like I said, rough draft rotation build. Uh, both Max and Torian are at, like, 17 minutes a night, and Vando's at 20 as of right now. That's definitely going to change when the uh, video comes up. But, like, I think right now I'm, I'm in agreement. I think it's Jackson Hayes. That's going to be the guy that gets next. Um, hmm, let's see. <laughs> Sean, Sleeping Spaces, promoter, car realtor, podcaster, Coach Davis. Okay. Dude, have you told the stream yet that you fell asleep during our draft? Oh, yeah. So I, I completely fell asleep. We had a Lakers Nation team or like staff members, dra- uh, fantasy football draft. And I just completely slept through it. I don't know what I was doing, but like completely slept through it. I think I woke up to, again, like a Matt Peralta text saying, I think it might be you. I forget, either you it was Daniel. probably me. I was like, I think Sean fell asleep again. <laughs> Jeez. Again. Again. Uh, you need to take naps during the day, my boy. Th- th- that's not possible. Uh, who's your starter, Sean? Uh, for what the starting five? I'm assuming. Uh, D'Lo, Austin, Vando, Braun, AD. That's that's D'Lo, Austin, Braun. You said Vando? Yeah, that's my starting five. Okay, so we're in agreement then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, J Lo with a really good comment. Uh, best closing lineup is it? Uh, Gabe Vincent, Austin, Ruby, Braun, AD. Yeah, see, this is where I get stuck, man. I like Vincent a lot, but if the three-point shooting is real, I think Gabe Vincent has a legitimate shot to close games. If not, I still think it'll be probably D'Lo. Have we talked about a jumbo lineup to close games yet? No, go ahead. Reeves, Braun, Prince, Rui, AD. Reeves, Braun. Oh, wait, wait. Reeves, Prince, Braun, Rui, AD. Okay, we're gonna get super super switchy. We still yeah, have three point that, shooting. That's, that that's that's exactly what I was thinking, dude. Physical, still some my, size in the front court, a little bit of switchiness. My version of it that could be better if he pans out would have been Reeves Max Bronner AD. Sure, I, I don't mind that either. I think Max as a screen navigator and even just a one on one guy is a lot better, probably. But yeah. In my head, I was like, how do I keep as much size on the floor as sure. possible? Like, if Reeves at 6'5 is my shortest dude. Yeah. I, Title team, baby. <laughs> like, going back to the 2020 team. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, KCP, Danny Green, LeBron, AD. 
um and then like a center or another forward like yeah or coups for example right like it could work it, it could work uh ray kind of comments on what's been thrown around there recently would to play about 20 minutes a game uh so ad will play the four in spots that's kind of what's been going around i think it might have been in Jovan's article or like it definitely got put out that AD, like the expectations that AD will start and finish games as the five in air quotes, um, but just wants to play the four more. I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but um, yeah, I think that was kind of the idea. And I think we'll see, we'll see lineups where it's AD and Wood together. I think we'll see lineups with Wood by himself and Matt. uh, Here's a, Interesting question. I think I'll have to think about for the rotation build. Um, how comfortable are you with potential lineups with Wood by himself, but with like Austin or like like still good scoring, but like no AD, no Braun on the floor? Yeah, no, that's an interesting one. Um, I have always been on Team Stagger AD LeBron, so I think inevitably you're going to have those lineups, especially when one of the two of those guys are either resting or injured. Like I just, they're not going to play any two games. Right. So there will be stretches where neither of them are on the floor. So in those cases specifically, um, I think you've got a really interesting offensive core or, you know, foundation with those two. Um, You and I, I think the last time we talked about the Christian Wood stuff, we were talking a little bit about how the Lakers have a legitimate pick and pop guy. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I was coming at it from, you know, the LeBron James perspective, but since Austin is projected to have more on ball reps and be, you know, like the lead, the lead ball handler, you know, Austin Christian Wood PNRs are going to be super sick, I think. Yeah. Um, I guess to me, it just depends on like how else are you filling that lineup out? Like, are you just going all in on the offense and stuff? Matt, uh, Austin, Max, Rui. Vando, Christian Wood. It's a little funky, huh? Let's see. Um, you said Reeves, Max, Rui, Vando together. I've never really, I've never really liked Rui Vando together. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah, I I think they're a little not redundant, but I I just don't think like I don't like, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't either. Um, you know, I think I would like that lineup a little bit more. Um, if you subbed in Max for D'Lo or uh, or Gabe, wait, that's what I had. I had Rui, I had Reeves and Max together. No, I said sub Max for Gabe or D'Lo. Oh, so oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, because I in that lineup that you just laid out, Reeves is the only guy that can really like dribble and play make. True. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah, like I, I just want more ball movers. I want someone that can, you know, initiate, you know, pick and rolls or like off ball screens and actions and stuff like that. So Gabe. that that that's where I'm coming at it from. But going back to like your original question about Wood and Reeves, I think you'll see that a little bit for sure. Like I think Darvin would be, I think that would be an avenue for Darvin and the coaching staff to explore. Yeah. Um, just to kind of tinker and see, like, okay, like can we score without one of the two stars on the floor? Um, can we survive those minutes? Especially but then I think, early in the year. I think that'll be like a first couple weeks of the year before an injury ha- knock on wood, like before anything happens and we get in the thick of the season. Yeah. Okay. So here, here, here's where I'm going to go with that. So if, if it's going to be Reeves and, and Christian wood, and you know, this is a potential like second unit, right? Um, I think what I would do is I would try to load up the front court with the wings. So I think I would go Rui and Torian Prince 
and okay. then probably Gabe. Gabe Vincent. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, then because then you know, like I I like D'Lo as a third banana next to LeBron and AD. So if I can keep those that those three together, um, you know, besides I like outside of the fourth quarter, I think that's pretty optimal in my opinion. Like obviously Reeves will will fit wherever, but if I want to maximize just D'Angelo and I want to give Reeves more more reps to run the show, so to speak. Those are the kinds of lineups I'd be I'd be looking at. Yeah, I think I, I think we're on the same page there. Um, do you guys see Max Christie strictly playing shooting guard or a mix of that and small forward? Both, I think I he'll think. almost. What did you say? I think both. I was gonna say, okay, I think he'll get some minutes at the three, but I think he's almost gonna be exclusively a two. I, I think I, there's. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I think there's too many wings now where i think cam reddish's way to get on the floor is if he's a three you have bando braun Rui, torian prince cam reddish like all kind of being three fours where the only legitimate like anything close to being a two off the bench is like max christie and and then you have austin the starting five i I just think it's gonna be the most amount of minutes available for max at the two that's interesting. You think Cam is more of a three four? I think he's more of a two three. I think he's more. I think he could play two. But I think or okay, I fine. If you want to be, if you want to quibble, I think he's more of like a three two. Sure. Yeah. I, sorry, that's just like the Cam Reddish point. Um. So I here's where I think the three will come is if the other wings are just not shooting particularly well from outside. Yeah, so, like if Bando doesn't improve. If yeah, Cam like Reddish isn't shooting stuff like that. Or if the other team decides to go super small, um, just to space the floor, yeah. Because then, right, like you'll have D'Lo, Vincent, and Reeves, who are all ones and twos basically, and then re- there's Christie, who is I think a two, like primarily, but I think can masquerade as three for a little bit. Yeah. Um, depending again on like who the defensive assignment is, but that that's that's where I was coming from. I think you'll see both, but I think you're right. I think he will be relegated to defending either point guards or shooting guards for sure. Yeah. Um, thank, thanks, Brian. Uh, who's also a Dolphin. So it's like, yeah, Brian says that's all Sean does is oversleep. I wish I was able to oversleep and miss Tyree Kill putting 215 on my defense. Thanks, Brandon Staley. Yeah, that was that was disgusting. That was fun. Uh, Hayes versus Castleton one-on-one. Who's winning first to 21? Jackson Hayes. Yo... Uh ooh. just one on one. I I don't trust Castleton self creation. I don't. I mean, like you, Jackson you Jackson Hayes. <laughs> Jackson isn't good either, but like Jackson can at least like move and dunk. I I think <sighs> it'll be close. It'll be like a really ugly game of twenty one. But like, give me Jackson I, Hayes. I think I would pick Castleton. Colin Castleton, 15th roster spot. Take uh, Jackson Hayes' minutes. I, I I, think I would take Castleton in a game of 21 against Hayes. All right. I got to sit on that one, but I, I, that, that's where my gut says to go. Uh, Kevin with Super Chess says, ideal trade. Trade. Uh, Rui and I'm assuming this is Cam Reddish in two first. No, for- that's Rui and Jalen Hood Shafina. Oh. Yes, it's just the, J- the, the initials yeah, were wrong, yeah. Uh, JHS and two first for OG. 
Okay. D'Lo Vando in seconds for Bruce Brown. Yeah. And the lineup is AR, Bruce Brown, OG, Braun, AD. So have Gay, Prince, Wood, and Max off the bench. Or a super big lineup, AR, OG, Braun, Wood, AD. Those lineups sound fun, but like asset management-wise, those are both bad deals for the Lakers. I Mainly the second one. The first one isn't as bad, actually. I would strongly consider the first one. The first one on like reconsideration is as bad. The second one, I think it's bad. Okay, yeah, I definitely wouldn't do the second one. Yeah, second as one. As much being, as I love Bruce Brown. Yeah. Second one being uh for podcast listeners again, D Lo, Vando, and seconds, plural for Bruce Brown. Yeah, the first one isn't as bad. Uh maybe I felt that way because I am higher on JHS, but like market value, that's not bad. I mean, are you comfortable training Ruby right now? I think OG's better, but are you comfortable doing that? Um, I, I think so. I, I think, I don't get me wrong, guys. Like, whoever's listening or watching this, like, I love Rui. I think he's going to be great this year. Um, He's going to definitely have a pretty sizable role. But, I mean, we're talking about OG Ananobi, who's, like, arguably, like, the best perimeter defenser, defender in the league right now. Jamie um, McDaniels. Okay, I mean, he's also very, very, very good. <laughs> Um, but man, dude, I love OG Ananobi, dude. Um, I think I would still do it, but I'll just say this. Like if the Lakers had that offer on the table and they didn't take it, I would understand. Yeah. But if they said yes, I'm not going to be mad. No, definitely not. Um, that's a fun lineup. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, do the Lakers fill the 15th roster with a wave wire or a trade? Or do they fill it at all, honestly? Um, I think it's a buyout guy, personally. Sheesh. Camera change there. That's not pleasant. Whoa, what's happening, dude? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Matt's brain got scrambled. Dude, have you watched Oppenheimer? No? I, I'm not. Okay, well, that I got. Okay, anyway, I don't want to spoil anything. Um. Yeah, I think it's a buyout guy. What do you think? I think it'll be a buyout guy midseason. Okay, yeah, I think that makes the most sense. I I think that's just what the Lakers are going to do. I, I don't expect them to use the 15th roster spot. Yeah, uh, right now, no. Not right now. Unless Nick Richards gets cut. If the Hornets do anything with any of those bigs, I'm picking one of those bigs up. I don't Dude, care that's a buyout market. I, I guarantee you, like, maybe like 10 maybe less 10% of the chat knows who that dude is. Who? Nick Richards. Oh, go watch Nick Richards film. He's, he's good, man. I like Nick Richards. He's good. Yeah. The short, the Hornets would be dumb to wave him, but they have like 80 bigs over there. <laughs> I, I dude, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying he, he, he gets waved. Everyone will be putting in a claim. Like within like seconds. Yeah, you're probably right, unfortunately. Um, um what do they even have right now on the Hornets roster? I don't I don't ever look here. So. James Neonji, Nick Richards, just Kai brought back Jones. PJ Washington, Kai Jones, Mark Williams, who they spent a lottery pick on last year. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Mark Williams on this team. That's right. Um, okay, okay. A lot of bigs, I agree. Yeah. I think the only ones that are safe would be like Mark Williams and PJ for now. 
I think for like, sure. Nianji, because they just, I mean, not necessarily, but they just drafted him this year. Oh, yeah, he's safe, I think. I liked him a lot, too, in the draft. Yeah, so, like, Nick Richards, Kai Jones, potentially odd people out. Mm. Hopefully Nick Richards. Don't don't get my hopes up, bro. I think he's a clutch guy, too. If he's a clutch guy, then. Nick Richards? He might be. Is uh, he, like, clutch or, like, CAA? It's one of the two. Let's Let's see. Um, can I find it? No, he's with Jeff Schwartz. Is CAA, Jeff Schwartz CAA? I think so. I, I think so. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, uh, no, he's a, he, Jeff Schwartz with Excel. That's right. Ah, uh, okay, that's what it is. Excel. There we go. Uh, Kermit, another super chat. I'm really shocked that a lot of people are that low on Jackson Hayes. He has a lot of upside. I compare him to a young JaVale. He has upside, sure, but like. With the way the current Lakers roster is, he I, I just don't see how you couldn't make the argument he's the odd man out right now. And it sucks, right? Because he is, in theory, like he, he could be a really, really good basketball player. You know, super, super freak athlete that can jump out of the gym. In theory, could be a good rim protector. Is super agile to where, in theory, he could be a guy that can switch out of the perimeter at a high level and be able to stay in front of the quicker guards. But I'm saying in theory, because all those things haven't happened at the consistency that they could have happened. Uh, Not giving up on the guy, but like, I think there's a reason the Lakers grabbed another big and that big being Christian Wood. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't want to say I'm not, I'm down on Jax Jackson Hayes. It's just looking at the roster and where the minutes are going to go. It's just hard to project where he, he gets those, but he's got a clear skill set and a clear role. Um, I think you and Trevor have talked about it a little bit. And I'm also in agreement just about how he'll probably just be like very, he'll, he'll be pretty matchup dependent in my opinion. So Jackson. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I, I personally think that there is definitely some upside left with him. He's still only like 23 years old. So, you know, guys He's will get better. Uh, still super young, really athletic. Um, you know, those two things will always work in a player's favor, right? So I, I can imagine he'll he'll still have some sort of role, but I just I, I just don't view him as an every night player right now. What about a Braun Max Prince Rui AD Live? I'm not gonna lie. Well, we were just spitballing lineups earlier. I definitely thought of a lineup where you just said, let's just throw out all five wings. Give me Braun. Give me Rui. Give me Max. Give me Prince. Give me Vando. Braun, go be point guard. Rui, you're the five. Dude, that's the most fun part about this roster, right? Is you've got so much more versatility and just like things you can tinker with. Like you don't feel as pigeonholed into certain lineups anymore. Yeah. Um, thankfully, hopefully, the days of three guard lineups are dead. Um was it was it us that was that were joking about Gabe Delo Austin lineups? Because man, that I that's just inexcusable with this current roster. Oh no, I think we'll see. I'm not really worried about that personally. I think it is possible that you see D'Lo, Gabe, Austin, Max, uh, Torian Prince, though. I mean, like you, you got the shooting for sure. And the Lakers, they, they want to maximize <laughs> all the shooting that they can. Oh, man. That, what, you, you want to be a fan of that lineup? You have like three 40% shooters in that lineup. Four. Only 40%, non-40% shooters, uh, Gabe. I hope someone gifs that or screenshots it. 
Um, All the shooting. No. Pew, 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 pew. Nope. I'm good. Pass. Uh, D'Lo could pass the ball in the lineup. You do have some passing in that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I always see this comment, and I I like really want to know now. Why do people always think you and me are beating? Dude, it's because I love to rib you on social media and, and, and streams. Guys, we're actually really good friends. You need to relax. <laughs> if anything, I'm one of the nicer ones on staff to you. Uh... Okay, you catch strays from Ryan and Corey literally all the time. Okay, but that's because I slept through dinner. Like, that is very uh, understandable why I could get ribbed. Well, I mean, I've also known you the longest. I've done more streams and videos with you. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I guess Ron's nice to you sometimes. The nicest is, like, Jeff, but that's because, like, he's literally the nicest human being on the, on the earth. Trevor, Trevor's nice to you. He likes to he likes to occasionally joke with you sometimes, but he's Trevor's nice. A good river. Uh, but no, to answer the question, I don't think we're beefing. No, not 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 yet, not yet, not not yet, not until we play each other this in, in the league. Yeah, I'm, um, Matt's gonna be the reason why I have a new jersey replacing my uh, it's bad podcasting, but replacing my Anthony Davis. Uh, frame jersey. So thank you, Matt. And thank you, Dallas Cowboys defense for literally winning me fantasy last week. So Jesus, man, they scored more than a lot of people's teams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, th- thanks. Uh, they're beefy because Sean couldn't believe Matt got- <laughs> could get a go. That's, that's, that's accurate. You know, what's funny is that I actually clipped that part and showed it to her and she was like... <laughs> Uh, I mean, she laughed, but I, I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, what was that supposed to mean? It was so random, too. It came like, out of nowhere, man. Completely out of left field. Uh, Ron looks like the grumpiest of the group. <laughs> no, Ron's not grumpy. Ron's like the uh, the uncle that like you're scared to talk to. But like once you actually get once you talk to him or whatever, he's a cool dude. I don't know. That's a bad analogy. Matt, give me an analogy. You're the analogy, man. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I I mean, Ron and I have always been cool. So, I mean, I, I can't really say much. Um, he's just a normal dude to me, personally. I, I, I don't know. Ron, if you watch this, man, I'm sorry. I, I can't think of anything nicer, but. Matt, Ron's awesome. Ron's awesome. I've been able to talk about some coaching stuff with Ron, too. So, I appreciate Ron. That's right. Uh, Wait, Matt's showing his imaginary girlfriend a clip from the show. She's real. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to follow the Instagram, Peralta.Matt, you can see for yourselves she does exist. So, <laughs> it's not Bubble Buddy? No. Uh, sh- shameless plug for my Instagram. There you uh, go. I'll, even, I'll even edit it for the display name. Oh, okay. So, there we go. So everyone knows that where to find my content. Um, let's dive into some Team USA talk before we kind of get out of here and maybe talk Christian Wood defense and wrap this thing up. LeBron kind of immediately after Team USA losing puts out like an eyes emoji tweet. We're all like, okay. And then maybe a day later, 
Shams has to report that like Braun, Steph, KD, and a bunch of the other top stars, they men- mentioned uh, AD's name as well, are likely uh, to be participating in the 2024 Olympics. Matt, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on potentially LeBron and AD playing in the uh, the Olympics next year for Team USA? Yeah, so the Laker fan in me is torn because I would hate to see them, you know, get hurt or injured in Olympic play. Um, as an American and as someone that roots for Team USA in the Olympics, though, I think those two need to be on the roster if you want to really send out the best of the best. Um. I mean, like, dude, let's face it, like, international players and and teams have just gotten so, so good that the U.S. just can't, like, send, like, you know, one-time rosters over and expect to win gold medals. The D team. The D team USA over and win. Yeah, like, I I just am not a fan of that. And so I like what Canada did, for example, by getting, like, three-year commitments from most of their roster. So I think that's cool. Um, Obviously, I don't think you know, Team USA has the luxury of doing that because the talent pool is so deep, one, and two, like, star players like to rest and, and recuperate over the offseason. But um, anyway, um, I think if you're Team USA, though, and you want to win gold and make a statement, like, I think you do want LeBron James and Anthony Davis and then the other players you mentioned, too. Like, I think it was Kevin Durant, Steph, uh, AD said he would commit. Um, Tatum, Green. Yeah. Tatum should be on that roster. Draymond, I think, was mentioned. Damian Lillard. And then I think, like, you know, players like Damn. Devin Booker. Devin yeah, Booker like, should be there. So this is actually what I wanted to talk about, was, like, what is your Team USA roster for next year, if you could build it your way? And you get 12 players. 12 players? Mm-hmm. Braun, AD, Steph, Katie. Tatum? Uh, uh, Tatum. It's probably your starting five, right? Uh, somebody made a good point in the chat that Braun and AD might have to come off the bench because they'll be tired after winning a championship. Accurate. Accurate. There we go. Uh, so that's five. Booker. Yep. Lillard. Dame, if I didn't say Dame. So that's seven. Give me Bam. Eight for sure. Yep. Agreed. Uh, and Anthony Edwards has to be back. You think so? Uh, I think you got to bring Ant back. Interesting. I'm bringing Ant back. He was the only one I was kind of iffy about. Yeah. When I I'm, did this exercise. I'm bringing Ant back. That's nine. I guess you can bring Draymond back begrudgingly. He, uh, so, funnily enough, if I had to have Anthony Edwards on my Team USA roster, he was like 12, 13, and then Draymond was like 11. So, okay. I'm with you. Uh, who am I missing? Chats and De'Aaron Fox. I can see the argument for it, but if I have Damian Lillard and Booker already, just wear my hands like Fox. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler. Okay, there we go. Yep, that's who's on my roster. Yep. Um, Hexy threw out Paul George, and that was one of my other ones too. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a 12. So, yeah, so I'm agreement with your starting five. AD, LeBron, Steph, KD, Tatum. That's like my starting five for sure. Um, so here's where I landed on like my, my locks for the bench or like the other seven spots, basically. So Devin Booker, for sure. Somebody said Donovan Mitchell. I don't know who I'd take off for Donovan Mitchell. Probably Paul George. Give me, give me Donovan Mitchell. I I think I'm good on guards, dude. So 
Where I have t- I have Jimmy. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. So I've I've got Damian Lillard. Kawhi, yeah, is Kawhi gonna play? <laughs> Hell no. Exactly. Damian Lillard and Devin Booker. Okay. Seven. Jimmy Book Butler. The lock. Eight. Like I I need Jimmy Butler on my team. Four. Yeah. Four, eight. Bam. Nine. Also lock for me. Yeah. So those are my nine locks. So then my three at the end is where it got super tough. Um, so I was deciding between Brooke Lopez, Draymond Green, Brooks a really good Paul one. George, Anthony Edwards, Drew Holiday. If I'm picking three from that crop, I'm taking like I'm taking Ant probably Ant Paul George and Draymond. Although Brooke is like very tantalizing. Yeah, because like I was thinking like the you could have be big. You can have Brooke and Bam Adebayo or Brooke and AD if you really yeah. want size. Oh um, no, don't don't torture me with what could have been. I know. Um people throwing out Miles Turner, he just did not look the he did not look good in international play. I think he'd be played for like the 2019 World Cup team. Yeah. Um some people saying Joel Embiid, that is the rumor that he could suit up for Team USA. If you have Joel Embiid, then you can just auto lock. Yeah. Um and then, yeah, it was tough to leave off Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox. Um, Some people saying Kyrie. Kyrie's not going to play. Yeah, Kyrie's not playing. Uh, John Morant was not even in consideration for me. There was, I think that article also listed Desmond Bain as like a perfect team USA guy. He would be like this year's, yeah. he would be like that year's like Austin Reeves. Yeah. Um, which I could see the argument for. Like if you wanted to take off Draymond or Paul George, like I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I think those nine players I listed are locks, and then the other three I think are just wild cards. Some people saying Drew Holiday. I'm tell dude, I think Drew would be really good. He he it was hard to leave him off. Oh man. Because you've got scoring for sure with Dame Book. Okay, Steph. take one of those guards out. I can't. Okay. Not, I, I can't. Steph, okay. Dame, and Book are all locks to me, dude. I can't do it. All right, then no Drew. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I mean, I would honestly... There's an argument to be made for Drew over Draymond, to be honest. Uh, who are your bigs, then? It's just Bam and AD? Yeah, that's like the only issue, right? Um, yeah. And I, I think they're going to bring another big guy. So Take out one of the guards. Come on, Matt. I can just take out Paul George. <laughs> Actually. So your wings are now Tatum, Braun, KD, Jimmy. And Jimmy, yeah. Better than only having two bigs, I guess. Yeah, I, I dude, Jimmy Butler on Team USA would be so sick. Um, uh, the Kyrie Irving disrespect is ridiculous. He's built for international basketball. He was the best player in the 2016 Olympics. I don't think we're disrespecting Kyrie because of like, or I'll speak for myself. If you told me Kyrie Irving was going to play, I'm probably taking Kyrie Irving as a lock. He he was also said he was ready to commit. So, I mean. Oh, he's going to do it? I, I think if they asked him to do it, he would probably do it. Oh, well, give me Kyrie. Kyrie's fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm super happy with Kyrie. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I know we could we know there could be more than 12 people. We're just going with. Like, isn't you the Team USA only, roster only 12? Somebody's saying 15. If it's 15, dude, hell yeah. Uh, Team USA 2021 roster basketball. 
Let, I swear it's only 12. Step and Dame going to be shooting from the Eiffel Tower. Hello. Okay, yeah. So, see, this this was a 2021 Olympic team. Drew Holiday, Keldon Johnson, Devin Booker, Ew. Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, JaVale. 12. That is your Jeremy Grant? Yeah, dude. That's nasty. Uh, well, this, this was like that was like the post-COVID year, so like people were sitting out. Yeah, um, I mean, I just like completely skip by you saying Javale. Um, Let's wrap this up with some Christian Wood talk, specifically about his defense, something Matt said we kind of did, we kind of glossed over it recently. Um, but we're gonna spend some time on it now, and I'll spend some more time in depth on Christian Wood's defense in the future. Because the title of the stream and the pod is Christian with defensive upside. And I think there is some to be there, but I'll phrase the question this way, Matt, how concerned are you about Christian Woods defense? Uh, if he is the lone big, I am pretty, pretty concerned. If he is next to Anthony Davis, I am not nearly as concerned. Um, I think the other thing too, is even if he is the alone, like if he's playing center, like the backline position, um, I think there are ways to mitigate that by loading up on defensive wings or just bigger bodies in the front court. So yeah. Rui, Fando, Torian Prince, whatever. Um, I think if you're going to have those kinds, and we had touched about this a little bit earlier in the pod or the live stream, right? When we were talking about the Reeves Christian Wood lineup. I yeah. think that lineup makes sense if you've got wings and defensive wings at that yeah. with them. So I think it could work. It's not my preferred look, but um there are inevitably going to be times where you probably have to turn to something like that so again i think there's ways to mitigate it and not make the defensive issues so glaring but if i had it my way like he would just be paired with ad all the time and off yeah. we go yeah and, and i think that that's a great way to put it um i think christian wood's gonna look a lot better defensively this year Agreed. than people think he really is which honestly might be like a bad thing for his next team because the expectation is going to be, hey, just do what you just did last year for the Lakers, where in all reality it was, hey, I play next to Anthony Davis, who's the best defensive player on the planet if you've been under a rock for the past year. Um, but I think one thing that you can credit Darwin for is, and I know, I know I'm going to you know ruffle some feathers and you know poke the hornet's nest, because there's a lot of Darvin Ham haters still. But one thing you can give him credit for is the post like Frank Bogle. Frank is without a doubt the better defensive coach. I'm not going to argue that. But I think we've seen Darvin do slightly better. Not slightly, but I think we've seen Darvin do better with worse talent, even defensively. Like he made Lonnie Walker go from a guy that I said was like a bottom five defensive guard in the NBA to at best, like pretty all right, pretty serviceable. And the good stints and at worst like a negative but not bottom five like a guy that if he's your worst defender on a good defense you're okay with that right so i i think darvin can maximize uh christian wood or get the most out of him on that end of the floor he even kind of did an okay job of russ it was really like guys like pat bev where i thought he was really poor with um but that's because they beat him as a wing from the start which we all knew was not gonna go well um but I think Christian will provide some versatility, especially as a weak, as a weak side rim protector. I think that just kind of goes hand in hand with what Matt was talking about with pairing him next to Anthony Davis to where if Christian was the guy in a ball screen and it's Anthony Davis behind him, okay, cool. We can hedge. 
we can let Anthony Davis be the the rotator, and you just uh, you got to cover up on the backside. And that's why I'm so so excited about Matt. And sorry about going on a tangent here, but last year we didn't see a ton of versatility in terms of coverages from the Lakers. They did; yep. they knew what they were going to do, and they did really really well. But there was just a there was a lack of a counterpunch there. This year, defensively, I think the Lakers can they can go drop because you have the best rim protector in the NBA, and Anthony Davis. You can dare I say switch a little bit. I, I think, think so. You can switch a lot more this year. Even when Christian Wood is like your lone big, you can kind of switch a little bit more because in the past, last year was kind of like an out, uh, not the case, but in the past, Christian Wood's graded out better as a like screen mobile dude where like it's switching and hedging things of that nature as supposed to drop. Yep. So you can switch, you can hedge where that negates a lot of your one on ball problems in terms of, like screen navigation, like with Vanda or Gabe or some of these other guys. But one of the you know negatives of hedging is you got to be make sure your rotations are quick and you're yep. talking the back end. If it's Anthony freaking Davis back there, you're going to be pretty all right. You know what I mean? Or even Christian Wood back there because the film, especially from the back half of the year, Christian Wood as a weak side dude wasn't bad. So I think there's a lot of versatility there, and I can't wait to dive deep even further on uh, Christian Wood defensively going into next year. Yeah, like I think you talked about, I think you brought up a lot of good points about how this could work with Christian Wood. And I think, you know, the switching aspect of things is pretty interesting to me because I think that one thing I've noticed when I've watched some Christian Wood film, at least defensively, is that when he's like in a drop, like you mentioned, uh, he's he's like, he's a tall dude and has some pretty good length, but he is not very bulky. So he gets pushed around quite a bit if you've got a player coming downhill with some momentum um he is just not the most sturdy dude and will get moved around and that's why the i don't think he's like his rim protection numbers are like super great um because of those kinds of coverages but if you're switching or even hedging uh you kind of eliminate that problem because now you can you know utilize the length a little bit more you can use his mobility more in those situations um you're not putting him in in positions where you know he has to help and recover as much or, or like his angles and positioning needs to be better like switching is like a little bit more straightforward in my opinion so uh, kind of making things simpler on him and making the assignments easier for him to understand and follow. I think that's just going to go a long way defensively for him as well. So again, versatility is kind of like the the theme with this Lakers roster. And I think Darvin's got to spend a lot of the early part of the regular season just figuring out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, and I think... I, not that they couldn't go drop. Like one of the bigger things that I kind of have a problem with with Christian Woods drop is like he's somehow not the most like laterally quick dude which is kind of weird or at least not on tape at least doesn't like come off as like one, one of the most important things you gotta be able to do if you're a drop big that anthony davis does really, really well is you gotta be able to protect the ball like protect the ball handler not let them get yeah. behind you but or keep them in front of you but also be able to retreat backwards quickly to make sure the law band is behind you. And so good at that, man. AD is elite at that. And you just watch film. You're like, Christian, what is this? Like, he's okay. But like, there's, t- there's, he leaves so much meat on the bone. Pause that, uh, there's, <laughs> there's too many opportunities for an opposing team to get an offense rebound, a lob, where if you have a mess like a hedging big or as a weak side helper, because Team shot, I want to say 7% worse than expected with him as the rim protector last year and make him like the, a weak side dude. I think you can tack in, uh, tap into that. Um, there's going to be a lot of pauses this year, though, so just get used to it whenever we're talking about Christian Wood. So just 
get used to it. Every time an announcer, I, I pray, Matt, like Mark Jones makes a joke on commentary and I, like, oh, I, I am dreading it. What a what a great shot from deep by Christian. <laughs> okay, this this podcast is off the rails. Trevor is already angry happen. with us. Oh, uh, great. I, just he, got it he, I I can already hear him telling us to cut this stream. So um, thank you everyone for tuning in on yep, Wednesday Trevor night. Just me. Yep, yep, that's great. LOL. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and hanging out with me and Sean as we try to get through the rest of this offseason period. Um, we promise Lakers basketball will be back soon and we can talk about actual games and training camp and practices. Yeah. Like that's gonna be super exciting and fun um make sure to follow us on socials um if you've got sean's phone number if you realize he's not texting <laughs> you that he's probably sleeping um and yeah follow me on twitter and instagram uh follow me for all my uh my thoughts about fantasy football and on social media where my girlfriend definitely does exist so there's that it's definitely not bubble buddy it's definitely not buttable, buddy. So yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. Sean, this has been a pleasure as always. Um, probably the last stream you and I will get to do by <laughs> ourselves because Trevor will never, ever, ever go on vacation now. Yeah, yeah. It, this has been fun. No, all seriousness, guys. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in uh, to another fun episode of Lakers Nation. Make sure you guys smash that like button, hit that post notification bell so you never miss a beat and stay up to date with our latest coverage. And you guys are listening on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to your podcast. Make sure you guys give us a five-star rating and review. Great way to help out the show. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.